you have your Bibles, we'll be looking at First uh, Timothy chapter 3, beginning with verse 8. You pay close attention to the reading of God's Word tonight. This is not only to Ricky and Carol, but it's to every ordained deacon in the house. It's to every Christian in the house, because it's God's Word. You say, I'm not a deacon, I'm not even a wife of a deacon, so our responsibility is to pray for them, encourage them. So listen as we share God's word. Likewise, must the deacons be grave, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre. Hold the ministry of the faith in pure conscience. And let these also first be proved. Then let him use the office of a deacon during of being found blameless. Even so must their wives be grave, not slanderous, sober, faithful in all things. Let the deacons be the husbands of one wife, ruling their children and their own houses well. For they that have used the office of a deacon well, purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. You may be seated. To you, Ricky and Carol, you've been selected by this church. Uh, to serve as deacon and wife in the capacity of uh, keeping the operations of the church in order and knowing where we're going and to keep the congregation informed of things that are upcoming and to be faithful in all that we do. And so tonight, when we think about this, um, we think about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, and he died for the church, okay, not the building, but the people that are in it. And many of us have been placed in um, higher office, if you want to call it that. We've been, re- been placed in places of um, importance. We've been placed in places of responsibility. And we must and we need to carry out our responsibility in a manner which would be pleasing, not to the congregation, but to be pleasing unto the Lord in all that we have and all that we do. And so as we look at God's holy word tonight, I just want to look at each verse and share with you the best I know how of what these verses stand for and what they mean for us tonight. So as we think about this, verse 8, first of all, tells us to be grave. Now that has nothing to do with being dead, okay? Uh, I think sometimes many churches, congregations, hey, they have simply died. And it starts with the leadership. I don't think our church would be any stronger than what its leadership is. I don't think our church would be any more loving and outgoing than what the leadership is. It begins in the leadership. And so the word to be grave means to be serious at the work of the Lord. Knowing the will of God is an important thing. Once you know the will of God, then you can go and do the work of God. And if you're doing the will of God and the work of God, then you're in God's way. Not hindering way, but in a way that's pleasing unto the Father which is above. It says not double-tongued. A word, say what you mean and mean what you say. I've heard it said many times. Well, you can carry what he says or what she says, you can carry it to the bank. It's good. He never changes. He's always the same. And so was our Lord. And so therefore, you and I, we need to be followers of Jesus 
in all things. It makes mention there, about, uh, when I say what you mean and mean what you say, uh, to exclude, for goodness sakes, lying. You know, I find if we can't tell the truth, it's the same as if we can't say something good about somebody, don't say anything. And you know, our tongue goes a long way when it talks about controlling uh, this body. And so we look, it says, not much wine. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, drinking is not tolerated in the Christian life. Now, I know what the word says, a little wine for the stomach, okay? And he means exactly what he says. You look at some of the medications, you look at some of the uh, liquid medications that sometimes the doctors prescribe for us, or we have found that works, I will use it. A little. A little. And not let a little turn into much. It says, not given to much, not given to much, but a little, a little. Now, people say, how much is a little? Well, that's between you and God. That is between you and God. But be careful, because you and I are example setters, okay? Now, I'm going to put it just like it is. If you, if you found Len and I out to eat, and you saw a glass of wine on the table... I know what you would think. Hey, you're not going to find a glass of wine on my or Lynn's table when we're out to eat. In fact, you won't find it at our house on the table. Hello? Now, I'm not going to say, and right now, as far as I know, unless Lynn slipped one in, uh, <laughs> I, 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 there, there is no wine uh, in the refrigerator, okay? Uh, now, I will never, ever call names, but we had a dear lady in this church. When I was, I mean, I was bad sick, she gave me a whole quart of moonshine. And if you're at the house, you're going to see it in the kitchen sitting up on the shelf. God's my witness, I've never tasted of it, okay? I've never tasted of it. So he says, not given to much wine. Okay, here again, what kind of an example is it if you're out to eat and you got beer on the table or you got wine on the table and some of your friends who know what you're supposed to stand for sees that on the table, they form an opinion right then. Oh, that's one of the deacons down at the First Baptist. Oh, that's the pastor. Oh, you believe there's a pastor down there? That's who it is. I ain't believing what you believe I get outside. Not given too much wine. Not greedy, he says, of filthy lucre. Money matters. Okay? Money matters. Well, yes, money does matter. It does matter. But he's talking about here being involved in maybe under the table. Hey, um, I count money for the church and only God knows that I slip out a little bit here and there and, and along the way and... Everything's going well right now, it seems. You mark it down, I may not see it, you may not see it, but God Almighty sees it. You know, uh, several years ago, and everybody in the county knows about it, and the next county and the next county knows that uh, Earl's Grove was taken for over $400,000. Would you realize that during those days we were in the process of building a family, uh, you know, uh, educational wing that was costing near $600,000. We were paying for it as we went. 
You realize that not one soul left the church when that happened? Do you realize that we didn't miss a beat, that when we got that thing done, it was paid for? Volunteering. You can't outgive God, okay? And so we said, well, what are we going to do? I said, look, she didn't take a thing from me. She took it from God. I'd rather break in your house and steal what you got than to break in and steal what God's got. And where do we do that? He says, hey, it's in tithes and offerings. And you will see, hey, I do it. I do it. Listen, I do it. Not because not God, so God can see it because God knows my heart. But I don't get paid every week. It's, it's, it's every two weeks and by the month, okay? So I decided, hey, people's watching the pastor. I've been there, I know. Well, I watched the plate pass, and he didn't give a dime, okay? I divided that money up into four, no less than four Sundays, and every Sunday I make sure that it goes in, okay? For my own satisfaction, hey, God's already satisfied because he has convicted me of what and how I should handle money, okay? And so we're to be that example, and I've heard some of you say, well, I don't get paid but once a month. Well, divide four into it. So that when people look, say, hey, that deacon don't give a dime. I've been watching him. <laughs> You'd be surprised who's watching. You know, we have uh, members of our church. They have a name, but they also have a nickname. They're called nitpickers. Yeah, nitpickers. That's another whole sermon. But people, they want to nitpick. They, they don't want to give people an opportunity. Hey, now I know, hey, I know, I'm not going to have to answer to you. I'm going to have to answer to God Almighty. But what I'm saying, boys, it, uh, this money matters. Hey, we are responsible to God, but we got people looking. And it's a known fact. People um, are watching us. Well, not double-tongued. What do you do with that? Say what you mean, mean what you say. Not much wine, we understand that. Not greedy or filthy lucre because money matters. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil, okay? Not money is the root of all evil. I've heard that quoted so many times. People say, oh, money is the root of all evil. I said, no, it's not. Yes, it is. It's in the Bible. I said, it is not. That one word, love, is where they drop and miss out. For the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, verse 9 talks about a pure conscience. Every time I, just about every time I see the word conscience and I, I'm centered around God's holy word, I can't help but think of when I was a young'un and I watched Amos and Andy. Remember Kangfish? That's you, conscience. <laughs> I just talking to him, okay? Thank goodness for a pure conscience that speaks to our heart about pure matters concerning the Word of God. In Acts, listen to this, Acts 24, 16, And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God, and toward man. A good conscience, a pure conscience, a clean conscience. 
our conscience needs to be guided by the Holy Spirit of God. In verse 10, it says proved. Every day is a day to prove myself. Every day. Every day is a day to prove myself. I want to do it, and I want to do it right. But every day is a day to prove myself. Blameless, it says. Now, I'm not blameless before you. We were to pass out a piece of paper tonight, and you write on it why you feel about your pastor and don't sign your name. It'd be amazing what I'd get probably. Okay, so, and, but, I need to stand, I need to stand innocent before God. Because that's who I have got to answer to. So we need to be innocent before God. Uh, wives, verse 11, what does it say? Even so must their wives. Not somebody else's wife, but their wives. Now, when he talks about this, you know, God didn't miss a beat here when, on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit when he spoke to Paul and said, put this in there. Even must their wives be grave, not slander, sober, faithful. What does it say? In all things. And I feel this way. No pastor is any stronger than what his wife is in the Lord. No deacon is any stronger than what his wife is in the Lord. And you can't hide. You can't cover up. So wives, it says graves. It simply means, ladies, be serious in the work of the Lord. Pray for and support your man, not somebody else's man. Your children, help him to... Help rule the house and rule it right. And in your church, be ready to stand. And I think sometimes, how many ladies would stand and defend their man? It's amazing. Not slanderers. Don't support lies. Don't even be a part of one. Sober, not a drunk. And also that sober part means clear thinking. Help me to make the right choice. Help me to make the right decision. A sharing time. You know, I can't imagine, I can't imagine being married to Leanne and not have the freedom to share with her my heart. And so does she. And sometimes, you know, we'll say, I don't mean to gripe. I said, it's okay. It's right here. Just go ahead and vent because we have to. If you don't, listen, it will affect your marriage. I promise you, it will affect your marriage if you don't share with your wife and your wife with the husband. It will affect your marriage. Say, don't affect mine. I'm happy as I can be. But I won't go any further. (laughs) What's it say? Faithful. In what? All things. All things. You know what? Lynn is in charge of, 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 of the money, okay? You might say that's backwards. Well, it's okay. She and I are one. And uh, I don't have to remind her 
about our tithe. I don't even have to remind her of how much. Occasionally, we'll discuss. Now, how much do you want to give to this special offering? And it's amazing. You know, I say, well, how much do you think? I already got a figure in mind. Sometimes her figure is higher than mine. Sometimes mine higher than her. And we, we make sure we agree on it. Because we work together in the things uh, that we do. Faithful in all things. Now this is a load, uh, Carol, and for the rest of you ladies. It is a load, okay? But God didn't call us to sit on the bench of do nothing. He called us to serve the Lord Jesus Christ through the local congregation. And God will help you see, see it gets done. He will help you. That's why you are called a helpmate. All right? Now, verse 12 says, one wife. Listen to this. Nothing more. No room for an outside lover. One wife. No room for an outside lover. Children, we're to teach our children that they're to honor and respect us as parents. And we need to be the kind of parents that deserve the respect. And you know, when I, when I think and I look at uh, you all, hey, we're in the grandparents. Most of us are in the grandparents' age. Not all of us, but some of us are in the grandparents' age. And hey, I, I was with, uh, Lynn and I were with, have been with uh, uh, Josh's three more than we have Caleb's three. But I'll guarantee you, you ask Josh's three anything. If they don't understand it, it's always ma'am or sir. And please, and thank you, and yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, and no, sir, and what have you. Taught, trained, raised, train them up. I believe you can extend that to grand youngins, train them up. Because you know what? A lot of times, grandparents are with the grand youngins more than the parents are. And so we have that, and um, you know... uh, Arden and Ansley, they just little tots, but they love to come to the house. They love to spend time at, at Granddaddy and Mimi's house. And when time comes to go home, they don't want to go home. Okay? And I tease them. I said, look, I'm sorry, but y'all have got to go back to the boot camp. you got to go back to the boot camp because Caleb is tough. Uh, the daddy was tough on him. And he's tougher than I was. But, hey, last evening or even before we had Alyssa with us, and this is so funny, I ain't told a soul. Only know, people know this is God and Lynn and Alyssa and myself. We riding along and on the radio, I forget who was speaking, but he says, uh, and, and Lynn help me, if I don't get it right, um, sometimes you talk about paying for your raising said, the good thing to get back even with the way your children gave you trouble is to spoil their grand young and rotten and send them home. And listen, she picked up on that and she just went to laughing because she knows, hey, we spoil her as well as the rest of them. But, hey, children are a blessing from God, not a burden. They are a blessing. And we as church leaders need to help our young parents in the way to help raise up and train and teach these children that God has blessed us with. Our own house, I tell you this way, one's enough. 
One house is enough. In verse 13, let me just read that verse. Well, they that have used the office of a deacon well purchased to themselves a good degree. A good degree. Now, uh, degree is boldness. Boldness to speak the word of God. Boldness to pray over a meal. Boldness to teach our children and our grandchildren that we need to pray before we eat. We need to pray. And men and ladies, we need to earn this degree. And God has promised to bless us. I want to read verses 14 through 16. These things, this is what Paul said after he said all this stuff. These things write I unto thee, hoping to come to you very shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God the pillar and the ground of the truth. And without controversy, great is the mercy of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. There's a whole gospel in one verse. And I hope that we as church leaders for sure believe this stuff and we are not afraid and ashamed to share it with the world. Ricky, I'm going to ask you and Carol if you'd stand here behind that chair and face the congregation and repeat after me to uh, the congregation. Thank you for the confidence that you as a congregation have placed in us. We will read God's word every day. We will pray for our church family every day. And we will follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. We ask you as a congregation.